I'll tell you the same thing I told him. It's not so much about getting these judgment thoughts out of your head, but how do you react to these judgment thoughts? How are you neutralizing the judgment thoughts instead of feeding them to make them even bigger and stronger than they were when they came? Hey guys, welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. My name is Steph Ganowski, and as a men's coach, I'm on a mission to help men prioritize themselves, take ownership over their challenges, set boundaries in their relationships, and much more, all while adding a female touch and perspective. I hope this podcast helps you. We need you men, and as a woman, I'm rooting for you. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I am... I'm excited to be talking more things sex, right? As many of you know, I'm moving towards the sex coach industry and I am studying um, clinical sexology at the moment. I am in school for it and I am loving it so far. So far, so good. So as I'm getting more requests, I'm, I'm opening on my Instagram, I'm opening requests for podcast topics to make sure that I'm speaking on things that you you guys specifically want to hear more of and learn more about based on my knowledge, my experience, and my perspective around it. So with that being said, I did put out a, um, I did put out an Instagram question box in like asking you guys, what do you want to see on the next episode? What do you want to hear more about? And, and of course they were sexually related, um, since I have been talking more about that, that kind of stuff, those kind of topics. And what I got was like oral sex, uh, BDSM, how to bring up fetishes to my partner and communicate that proper, uh, properly. So I, I took all that in and I understand that. I'm going to be sharing so much on those topics coming up. But what I feel is the precursor to, to understanding more around all of these things and being able to invite them into your life and communicate around them communicate with your partner about them. I think there's a precursor, which is understanding your habit of self-judgment. Because especially when it comes to sex, there can be a lot of shame, a lot of self-judgment, fear of judgment from others, discomfort, embarrassment, because it's so taboo, right? It's such a taboo subject. And if we feel we have a certain sexual interest that isn't the norm, we don't even know if it's the norm and we start thinking twice about it. Then we think twice about ourselves. Then we lose trust in ourselves. Then we lack communication skills because of that loss of trust in ourselves. And then we lose our boundaries because we don't feel confident in trusting ourselves. So we just allow people to walk all over us. And then we eventually need people in order to prove that we're a worthy person because we have lost all of our boundaries and love and trust for ourselves. So see how that, see what judgment does to us. It it really fucks us up. Um, And a lot of people feel challenged by it, this idea of self-judgment, because they notice that they fear judgment from others. Constantly fearing, you know, what do people think? This is a very common fear. What will people think? What will people say? What will people do if I do this? You know, what will that say about me? And we, we tend to look at how other people are perceiving us instead of doing the opposite, which is saying, all right, well, this fear of judgment from others has to come from somewhere, it has to come from me. You know, the only reason why I would care so much about what people think is because I judge my own self for what I think about me or what I do think or say. And that really is like we look at other people 
and and we need to see them as a mirror for what's going on with ourselves internally. When you have a crippling fear of what will people think, it's because you've been brainwashed to worry about what you think, do, or say, and you've judged yourself for it. So therefore, of course you assume everyone else is going to judge you because you judge you. So why wouldn't they judge you? So what you want to do is go back to why you judge you and how you judge you and when you judge you and why you judge you. <laughs> I think I said why already, but so what in order to address all these topics that are soon to be coming up on this platform, also my Instagram and soon my YouTube, I want to address this topic of self-judgment and make sure that you're aware of it. And it doesn't mean you need to be fully healed of your self-judgment. It doesn't mean that it will never be there again. We're humans. We judge ourselves. But what I told my client this morning was it's not so much about thinking about certain things as much as it is your response to those thoughts and the way you re like, how do you respond in terms of turning away from that thought or neutralizing that thought and the speed in which you do it? Um, Because he was telling me, you know, I keep thinking of my ex. And if I can get a notch of progress by next week, it would be to not think of her the whole week. Because I'm doing really good, but she still pops in my head. And I was like, well, how do you react when she pops in your head? And he's like, you know, I just asked myself, you know, the other day I was getting a massage. And I asked myself, can I not enjoy this? Like, why can't I enjoy this massage without her? Like, just because she was here with me last time doesn't mean I can't enjoy this without her, right? And I was like, that's great. Because what he did was he neutralized the thought. He got from the place of thinking about his ex and feeling like, oh my God, I miss her so much. Oh, she was so amazing. How did I lose her? I'm such an idiot for losing her. And this judgment, 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 right? And now he's at the point where she comes in his mind and he just questions. He's like aware that she's in his thoughts and he neutralizes the thought. He's like, okay, like why can't I enjoy this experience without her though? He's not bashing her. He's not pedestalizing her. It's just a neutral thought. He's observing the thought that comes, which is her. He's he's questioning it, and then it and then he allows it to to float away, you know, because it's like, okay, like I've addressed that. It's done. So I'll tell you the same thing I told him. It's not so much about getting these judgment thoughts out of your head, but how do you react to these judgment thoughts? How are you neutralizing the judgment thoughts instead of feeding them to make them even bigger and stronger than they were when they came? So I have a little process of dealing with judgmental thoughts, which I think will benefit you greatly, especially when it comes to opening up more in your sex life and your sexual identity. So the first part of it, I'm going to give you three parts to my process and what has worked for my clients. The first part is to be aware of when you judge yourself. Be able to differentiate a judgmental thought from a thought that's your your true self, your highest self, your self that's actually working for you and wants to see you do good. Because that's the true you. That's the real you, is your highest self. And anything other than that that's trying to tear you down or make you feel small or make you regret your choices and dwell on those regrets and feel shitty about yourself because you fucked up your last relationship. What if you do it again? You know, like all of these questions, 
they're not working for you. They're holding your they're holding you back. They're keeping you small and they're keeping you in this tight little bubble that doesn't allow you to expand yourself or grow or feel better about the situation. It's just it they're not working for you. But in order to change these or neutralize these these types of thoughts are to first be aware of when they come up. Because we don't want them to just keep coming up and you just going to do something like going to hang out with your buddies whenever you feel like these thoughts are just consuming your head. It's like, all right, I just obviously need a few drinks. I need a night out. Let me just go. You're, you're just deflecting at that point. And you want to be able to like, to, you want to be able to control them, not run away from them because the more you run away, the more they control you. So awareness is that control. Awareness is saying, all right, I see this thought right now. I'm just going to sit with it for a second. And when you sit with it, when you're aware of it, first of all, when you're aware of it, you're able to um, isolate it from your identity. So it's no longer like, all right, like this is part of me. It's like, whoa, 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 this isn't part of me. Let me separate it for a second and look at it separately as its own entity. And now let me understand it a little bit more. That visual of separating it from you is really important. Because as one of my other clients mentioned this week, he's like, I, I actually forgot that I'm not my thoughts. Like, just because I have a shitty thought doesn't mean that's who I am. It means I had a shitty thought, which we all do, right? So when you, when you separate it from you and you isolate it and you look at it separately, then you're able to go to part two, all right? And part two is to question it. And I really loved what my client told me he did Um, this morning when we were on the phone, which is the example I just gave of neutralizing through questioning. So what he did with his, when he was getting a massage, he right away thought of his ex and he was like, oh man, I miss her. We used to always get massages here. But then right away he said, okay, but why can't I just enjoy a massage? But can I just enjoy a massage by myself moving forward? Like, can I still enjoy this just being alone here by myself? Yeah. Yeah. And it was asking that question. He asked himself a question that had no real like big emotion tied to it. There were no, it was just a neutral, observant question that he, that he threw at that thought. Like it was kind of like he was observing it and he was just like, oh, but can I just have a good time here myself? All right. And it just released the, the feelings that he, that were coming on, you know, he could have responded to that being like, fuck, I really do miss her. You know, like we used to do this together. We'd get the couple's massage and then we would hang out and we would have those conversations in the, in the spa room where we were like drinking tea and like, oh, I just remember her smile. And like, I can't believe I fucked that up. Shit. Why did I, why did I let her go? Oh, I always do this. I ruin everything good that comes to me, (laughs) you know, like It is easy to go down negative spirals like that. But when you are in control of your thoughts and you're aware of what the thought is, and if you can neutralize it, it diffuses it. And it just like like a puff of air, it like floats away. So step one is awareness of the judgmental thought. Step two is to question it in a neutralized way. You're not hating on it. You're not praising it. You're just like observing it. All right. This is the thought. Is this true? That's a really good, easy question to remember. Is this really true? 
Most of the time it's not. So just asking the question is a really good way to, to neutralize it and allow it to just float away instead of you getting emotional about it. Step number three is to play devil's advocate and actually prove the opposite of what the judgmental thought is trying to say. So, you know, say like you've questioned it um, in a neutralized way. And then after that, you want to go a little further and just be because maybe this is a thought that keeps coming up. So like you ask the neutralized question, it's like, you know, is this really true? No, it's not. And here's why it's not true. Like even this last week, this happened, you know, to prove that I had like a really good time being single. Like I could still have fun being single. I could still enjoy myself being single. You know, I'm just using this one example. Um, So you're actually like taking specific examples of things that happened to you to play the opposite end of that judgmental thought, to prove it wrong with even more evidence and truth. Because what we tend to do is we like, we have a judgmental thought and all of a sudden we think of all the memories and evidence that backs up that judgment, which is what makes us go down negative spirals. We believe it, right? And we believe it because we have evidence to back it up. And when you point out and focus on that evidence, it makes that belief stronger. So when you're playing devil's advocate and a judgmental belief that you're trying to neutralize and remove from your daily habits, like say this thought is just always coming up, then you want to play the evidence, you want to bring up the evidence of the opposite. You know, like I'm such a boring person. Say that's like a belief, a judgmental thought, you're so boring. Like this person didn't look like they were really into that conversation because you're boring. Like no one really wants to talk to you. You don't have much interesting things to say. All right, so then you would say, all right, is that true though? Is that honestly true? Am I a boring person? You know what? Last week, I had a conversation with this stranger in Trader Joe's. And after the conversation, the person literally said, wow, that's really interesting. I never thought of that. That's really cool. And you know, that moment is evidence to prove. Like, I'm not boring. People like talking to me. And that's just one piece of why. You know, and it may sound silly, but when we create these patterns in ourselves and our communication with ourselves of, of backing up evidence like this, we tend to see more of evidence like this because whatever you call attention to, you start seeing more of in your day-to-day life. The brain uses its filter system to magnify whatever you put your focus on most so that the subconscious mind is like, all right, sh- this is pretty important, it seems. So let's put this at the front of our focus center of the brain. So being more aware of these types of things in life and calling attention to them. And that's what happens. So the more you consciously call attention to certain parts of your life, the more your subconscious will pick up on these patterns and then eventually make them very conscious. Like they just become your reality because that's all you start seeing. You start seeing the things you focus on most. That's the law of attraction, right? In simple terms. So going over, once again, the three parts of releasing self-judgment. Number one, awareness. Be aware of it. Call it out. And maybe this is just step one for you and you don't go through with all the three steps right away. And that's fine. 
if you're so used to judging yourself really hard and this is these three steps would be like just fucking crazy for you to do at this point because you're like super judgmental and you can't see yourself kind of asking questions or proving the opposite, then that's okay. Just be aware for, just do the first step and be aware of when you're judging yourself. Call it out. If you can even just take a second and be like, whoa, that, that thought was pretty judgmental. Okay, moving on. I'm going to go have an apple. <laughs> like, and then change the topic. But be aware, like call it out for what it is. When you call it out, especially verbally, you start gaining control and power over it instead of it controlling you. Just as I said, if you have thoughts and you're like, oh, I feel really shitty right now. I'm going to go out with the guys, grab a few drinks. That's a way to avoid it and give it power. Because you're running from a feeling when you really could address the feeling and, and make sense of it so that you no longer are controlled by it. Make sense? All right. So if you're at step one, awareness, or you want to start with step one, perfect. Do that for a week. And then maybe the following week, try to add in step two, which is the question and the neutralization. All right. And then step three Eventually, you will get to playing devil's advocate and of the judgment and proving the opposite of what the judgment's saying. Like, prove the opposite in terms of what you want to believe about yourself when you're giving yourself harsh, critical judgment. So, that is it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you use it. And I hope you realize that it, it really is the precursor to expanding your sexual mind Um, and your sexual relationship with yourself and with others. Because if we can release this judgment, that is one step closer to being open to more comfortable, being more comfortable communicating, um, trying new things, being able to express yourself in new ways. So this was, this was actually step one to the whole sexual introduction of all the things I will be discussing. And of course, I'll go back and forth between mental and more physical um, sexual skill sets and whatnot. But I think it's important to start with the mental for now. So that is it. Have an amazing morning, evening, or night, wherever you are in the world. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.